Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts, the News Press's Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News' Adam Fisher. Hello, everybody, once again, and welcome back to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, Episode 3, and we got some real games to talk about. It's week one of the regular season. I'm sitting across the table from my main man, Adam Regan. We got Andrea Melendez on the ones and twos. Adam Regan, how was your week one experience, our preseason experience, I should ask? Uh, the, the preseason experience was basically everybody just scrambling around trying to figure out what the officials are going to do, whether they're going to be games. I was off on Friday night. I was going to say, you had a nice little uh, extra Friday off. Because some of the Lee County games were canceled because they couldn't get them together in time after the officials settled. So I had the night off. I'm ready to go for some games to count. But let's first uh, look back on last week and where are we at with the officials? They came to a deal. We're all good to go. We are all good to go as far as we know. That's what the school system has told us. That's what the FHSAA has told us. And that was kind of the final word we had heard throughout the week. And if you were following the story, you know, on Twitter, on our websites, you saw a lot of things were changing very quickly. Even when that first football game got played on Thursday, we didn't know until hours before that Bishop Rowe was going to have officials to host that game. It finally came through Friday, which we didn't expect anything to come through. Finally got word that the school system and the referees had reached a deal. FHSAA approved it. Football's back. However, it did not happen quick enough to get officials for the uh, Lee County Public School games in the county. But it did rain a whole, whole bunch last Friday. That kind of had something to do with it as well. How do you think that the Week 1 games will go for the teams that didn't play in a preseason game? Because there were a lot of teams in Collier that played preseason games, and there were some teams from Lee that went down to Collier to play preseason games and elsewhere but for teams like Cape Coral and Fort Myers, Riverdale, I mean, Barron didn't get to play either. Right. How it, for teams that say that the biggest improvement comes from the preseason to week one, how do you think they'll be affected this week? Well, it's going to be interesting. They're not going to have much rhythm. They're kind of coming in cold. And, and let's point out, as we have the past couple of years, these games count now. Even if it's not a district game, it goes towards making the playoffs. So you look at a team like Dunbar, Riverdale, teams with playoff hopes they didn't get to play and they didn't get to play scrimmage games because the refs had to cancel their uh, preseason kind of scrimmage rules clinic where the teams get to kind of do a organized scrimmage so it's an interesting question it's going to be our story this week up on uh, news press and naplesnews.com on friday just about how these teams are dealing with that because they haven't seen any live action and you look at a team like baron colliers hosting bishop verro Dunbar and Riverdale, neither one of those teams got to play. So that could be kind of a a sloppy game, especially if those fields are as sloppy as they were last week. And I'm interested to see how these teams deal with the uh, new 40-second shot clock, really with the whistle being blown like right away after the chains are moved. I mean, that could be come to your advantage or be at a disadvantage if you're a fast-moving team like, say, Benita Springs, who uh, coached by Rich Dombrowski, who, you know, he said that – that that rule was to their advantage because they can just keep moving along and make it a track meet. Other teams like to slow the ball down. It could hurt them a little bit. Well, I don't see it being too much of a difference, but I haven't actually gone in and researched and seen you know the time difference. Basically what it is is before this year there's a 25-second play clock, but that 25-second did not – 
start until the ref had spotted the ball, threw his hand up, signaled for the uh, clock to start. So there was, you know, 5, 10, maybe 15 seconds before that started. Well, now, as soon as the play is over, that 40-second uh, clock starts again. So you're talking about a handful of seconds here or there on, on each play. Uh, that's one thing I'm really not concerned about. Uh, well, this you know season. who it puts pressure on? Who's that? Chain gang. Yeah, they gotta, gotta move. get set. Get moving. Uh, I think coaches need to be strategic about who's on their chain gang. And listen, uh, I, guys I'm, that can move down the field really quickly. And if you look at some of these older programs, they got like legacy yeah. guys working the chains. It's kind of an honor to let this guy who's been with the uh, you know ex high school program since the '50s to work the chain. Well, maybe that guy's not moving so quick. I think maybe you you go to the cross country team for the high school and no, get you, some of these kids. Uh, cross country, you don't want distance. You want sprinters. You go to the track team. You put them on the chain gang. A lot of the kids on the track team are on the football team. That's so true. That, that's, that's a little bit of the problem. But before we, we end our first segment, I want to talk a little bit. I mean, it's the preseason. Predictions get made. I want to know what you think the chances are of a team from Southwest Florida, Lee, Collier County, or LaBelle, winning state championship. Uh, winning a state championship, I'm going to say near zero, just because that is darn near impossible. It's only happened three times in the history of football in Southwest Florida, not counting Clewiston. However, you know, I'm starting to get more uh, optimism as far as a team from um, this area getting out of that 6A region just because I've been looking online, reading some predictions. And the way it works is we've talked about how tough that 6A region is. you got Miami Central, Miami Southridge. Miami Norland. What, what if those teams got to catch each other in the first round? Uh, someone gets injured. You know, in all likelihood, someone from our area will play someone from Miami in the first round. But, you know, let's say Miami Central slips because – it's tough competition over there. They finish 6-4 and four in the regular season, or Southridge does, or Norland does. We didn't expect Miami Northwestern last year to come out of that, that area, that region, and they did. I think Naples is going to be good again, better than I was giving them credit for at the beginning of the season, just seeing them play and knowing how much they have back. So I'm starting to have more optimism, although maybe pessimism, that we will have to work that Friday after Thanksgiving now. Um, it's a little bit more likely, but state championship, that's a little crazy. Yeah, especially when we're talking about Lee County, which has never won one. However, there is a lot of buzz around ECS uh, getting to a state title. I get where they're coming from with all the the transfers and the talent that came in. However, that region is stacked, man. The Chompanot Catholics, Miami Christians, those teams. I just don't see it happening. So, yeah, I think Lee County is going to go without a state championship this year. And I'm not as optimistic as you are about a team coming out of that 6a region how good is let's just talk about locally and we don't got to get too crazy we kind of broke it down last week but of the lee county 6a teams how how likely is it that one of those teams can knock off a naples or a baron in the playoffs how how likely is it that the best 6a team from our area comes from lee county not collier county i think there's a good chance i mean baron really hasn't fared very well in the playoffs the last couple of years against lee county teams and you know naples you know the They've they've pretty much dominated except for the you know two, what was it two thousand and it was uh, two years ago six, seven, 16, sixteen correct where Fort Myers knocked them off. I mean Fort Myers is going to be good again as they always are. I believe North Fort Myers is the best team in the county. Okay, so that that'll be big when North plays Fort Myers and and then there's Dunbar. There's always Dunbar. There's always that yeah, potential. You get their six A now. I keep thinking there's, of them as being down uh, a class. Yeah, there's always that potential that all of that talent's going to come together and they're going to be this super team that goes on and uh, to a, st- a state semifinal. But I, I don't see it. I, I I think Naples is the best team hands down. I think if any team is going to be in a regional final, 
playing against a Miami team or one of those Fort Lauderdale teams. Like I think Dillard is also in, in that region as well. I think it's going to be Naples. Well, we'll start to see Friday when week one comes around. So let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll break down some of those week one games. Come on back. Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at naplesnews.com, news-press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile devices. And welcome back to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, where Adam Fisher and I are going to break down some of the big games of the week. To start, how about a game you're covering this week? Uh, Lee County Collier County game Bishop Verreau at Baron Collier how does that game hit you right off the dome well I like it because it's interesting anytime we have a first off cross county cross county matchup that's always fun and this is one that I don't think it's ever really gone down at least not in my uh, 10 years or so paying attention it's a uh, a smaller school in Verreau at a big public school in Baron Collier now of course Verreau has come up recently and last year won some playoff games Baron Collier has gotten a lot lot better under Mark Jackson. Barron's one of those teams we mentioned did not get a scrimmage, did not get a preseason game because of the whole officials debacle. Bishop Rowe did play on Thursday, but I don't know if you can really count that game because it was so crazy that they didn't know if they were playing, and then there was a 90-minute rain delay. I think they scored, what, two touchdowns? It's like 15-2 to two against Laley. So I, I got to say Barron has the advantage, but I, I don't know a ton about Bishop Rowe and how they're going to look after that preseason. Oh, you obviously didn't watch that Laley Bishop Verreau game. I mean, that Bishop Verreau defense is legit. Those guys up front are pretty good. And Barron's going to have a very good offense this year. They're going to score a lot yeah. of points. I think I think Bishop Verreau can limit them. And then on the other side of the ball at Bishop Verreau, they got quarterback Jacob Azizi. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in Southwest Florida. And he's got some weapons out there. Malik Curtis, the transfer from yeah. South Fort Myers, he looked very good last week. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I think Bishop Rowe has the advantage defensively. I think that they can limit them just enough to win this ballgame. Well, and here's the thing about Baron Collier this year. The past few years, they've kind of made their hay down in the trenches. They've had big physical uh, lines on both sides. This year, they got five new starters on the offensive line. And I said, okay, Coach Jackson, are they big like usual? He said, they're going to be quicker, which is coach speak for they are smaller. So if Verreau can match up on the front there, if they can uh, you know stop Drew Powell, if they can get to Baron quarterback Justin Grimes, then yeah, it could be a good game. We're going to move on into a Lee County matchup of two pretty good teams, Riverdale at Dunbar. I think Riverdale comes into the season with great expectations after going 10-1 and last season, undefeated in the regular season. And then you have Dunbar, always loaded with talent. I think this game is a toss-up. Riverdale smoked Dunbar last year, and that was a pretty talented Dunbar right. team. But Riverdale lost a lot of players. Quantavius Brown, their leading rusher, 1,400-yard rusher. They they lost offensive lineman Trayvon Dickerson. But, again, they always reload up front. So that's going to be tough to deal with for Dunbar, who they lost Derek Hunter. But still, they're very good up front. That's going to be a great matchup. How do you see this one going? Well, again, neither one of these teams have played this year. No preseason, no scrimmage. And with that, you know, Riverdale, we talk about, they rely kind of on, you know, being big and physical and strong. Dunbar, a lot on their athleticism, their speed. I think that gives the advantage to Riverdale because you don't need to be as in rhythm when you're just mashing people and smashing and, and pounding the ball and relying on that defense to get after everyone, whereas Dunbar, you know, they got to rely on that rhythm, the connection of the receivers, the running backs, the speed. 
I would say that gives Riverdale an advantage, but again, Dunbar just just so talented. That kind of weighs it out. They had, what, three, four guys on our Big 15 list, including number one guy who just came out today in Jadarius Green McKnight. Green McKnight. So, yeah, I, I think a toss-up. You know, if we're, if we're picking, I think we are in the next segment. I'll, I'll give you a prediction, but uh, it's very hard to choose right now. Yeah, Riverdale's going to try to run it right down Dunbar's throat. We'll see how tough Dunbar is. Dunbar had a slow start last year, so that's when they played Riverdale, right. and they got smoked really bad. I think this will be a really interesting game to watch. Next game, South Fort Myers at Cypress Lake. They're calling this one the Glory Days Bowl because both schools are sponsored by uh, – Glory Days by bar John and Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> no, Glory Days. It's a it's a restaurant bar. You know, a hey, bar and grill. They've got their own trophy. Listen, the, and I, it and it's lined <laughs> with chicken wings. Okay, that's fantastic. And I'm all about schools uh, getting uh, advertising opportunities as much as they can. Lord knows these these schools are really. And I'm not being sarcastic. They do need money. So if they can get sponsors, that's awesome. The name, I'm not all about it, but I do like that the, this uh, restaurant is supporting the schools. Uh, I guess that kind of killed our sponsorship opportunities with Glory Days. <laughs> Sorry, Glory Days. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is an interesting game because Cypress Lake's on the come-up, man. They went 5-5 five and five last year. They've got three-year starter C.J. Shedd back at quarterback, and he's got plenty of weapons, Kobe Moore, Kyrie Savoy. They're going to be a high-scoring, high-flying team, and then you've got South Fort Myers who's coming off a 1-9 and nine season, new coach, Willis May. Uh and he's very, very intent on putting that one and nine season behind them, uh, way, way, way back in the rearview mirror. And I think it'll go a long way if they were to knock off a up and coming Cypress Lake team and putting that bad season last year in the past. I will say South did not look especially good in the preseason, and South was at Palmetto Ridge, so this wasn't one of those games that uh, you know was delayed by officials. We didn't know what was going to happen. It didn't rain that much. Even if it did, Palmetto Ridge has a turf field, and they couldn't get anything going against Palmetto Ridge's defense. Now, Palmetto Ridge, I think, is going to have a pretty good defense this year, but South, I think they're still the, the problem they had last year, just lacking big-time weapons that they've had in the past under Grant Redhead you know, for 10 years. I, I don't think South's going to go 1-9 and nine again, but... Uh, it might be tough going to Cypress Lake, a team we said that we both kind of think uh, is pretty decent this year. The one thing I will say about South is their defense looked pretty decent against Palmetto Ridge, and they've got some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. If those guys up front can force C.J. Shedd into the big mistake, which he has made in past years, I think that this could be a low-scoring game that where the defensive w- wins it. I think it's going to be a closer game than you think, but when we pick this game, we'll, f- we'll find out where both of us lie and last game we're going to break down golden gate at gulf coast collier county matchup you saw gulf coast last week adam yeah it didn't look great but they were playing against naples who has a very good defense and they lost a lot you know third series of the game gulf coast quarterback justin matia goes down now matia was the uh, leading returning passer in collier county uh so they had a freshman backup playing and and that never helps having a freshman quarterback we're talking about gulf coast yeah yeah Uh, that freshman backup is going to be very good in the next couple of well, years. Well, you got uh, you know about eighth graders coming up at, Connor, <laughs> at Collier County High School. We're talking about Connor Barrett, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the guy that everybody's raving about. Canterbury was devastated that they that mm. they lost him to Gulf Coast. You watch next couple of years, Connor Barrett will be legit. Well, I will say he's got some size. He didn't look like a freshman out there as far as physically. Golden Gate, another young team, man. They lost twenty seven seniors last year. They've only got about forty guys on their whole varsity squad. New coach, new everything, except uh, Ryan Magel is their quarterback coming back, and he's going to be a weapon for them. I think Golf Coast is going to come out angry. We don't know as of yet right now if uh, Matia is going to start where are the Sharks, but I think Golf Coast definitely has the advantage. Indeed. 
Well, that's going to end it for our breakdowns of the big games of the week. And when we come back, Adam Fisher will have a conversation with Bill Kramer of Naples. After the games each week, go to naplesnews.com, news-press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida. We're back now with the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. This is Adam Fisher here with Coach Bill Kramer, Naples High School, and we're here live after the game. You just won 49 to nothing. It's a preseason game, but, but what do you take away from the way you guys looked on offense and on defense? Well, first I'll talk about the defense. Uh, Coach Sawchuck and Coach Greer did an incredible job, man. I don't, that's as fast and physical as we played and really had fun doing it. Our guys really, really had fun. Offensively, a lot of self-inflicted wounds, and that is very frustrating for me. The challenge was play better in the second half um, offensively, and we did that. We came out, I think we executed a lot better. We, of course, got the running clock, and then it all went really fast. The film will show, you know, you never know until you actually watch the video, uh, but at first blush, um, I'm proud of our effort, the way we ran. Nobody laying around, nobody cramping, nobody getting tired. So I think that's a good way to start the season. Your new quarterback, Dominic Ponder, had two passing touchdowns. I know they don't count for the uh, the regular season, but you only had six passing touchdowns all of last year. I know it's a guy you're excited about. Tell me about this sophomore quarterback. Again, I, th I think it was really good for him. Uh, you know, he played against Carroll City, was his first start in the spring, and now he comes against Gulf Coast. And he, he improves the night went on, and that's what we're looking for. Just get a little bit better this evening. I think film's going to bear that out, but just just in, in his demeanor and how he handled the huddle and got him in and out and, and uh, checked to the correct play. I mean, he's a really talented kid, and uh, we're we're fortunate to have him and, and looking forward to him improving a little bit every week. So let's look ahead to uh, this week coming up. You start the season on the road. Kind of rare for you guys. I looked up the last time you left Southwest Florida, so Lee County, Carrie County, 2014. So what's it going to be like for you guys making that big road trip up to uh, Sarasota Riverview? I think it'll be a good experience for everybody. Well, we need to we need to do that. We're going to have to do it in the playoffs at some point. They're a really good program, really good team, well coached, great fans, uh, tough. The Rambles, a tough place to play, and uh, it'll be a really good experience for us. And I, and I hope again that we just improved during that game. You guys got a good amount of starters back on both sides of the ball, I think about half, and the expectations are always high at Naples. Just tell me, and, and it's a little tougher this year with that uh, tougher region we've talked about all preseason. Yep. So tell me the expectations. I mean, is it a regional championship again? Are you just looking at the district? What are you talking about right now? Well, we, we're always trying to win a state championship. That's that's our biggest motivator, and we talk about it. We don't pretend like it's not there or just wait to the end to talk about it. And we know to do that, we have to dominate local opponents, and we have to improve each week. That's just the reality of it, because when you're going to play on the Miami side, in the playoffs, it's really, really difficult. I'm looking forward to how our guys prepare this next week, getting the start of school out of the way this week, and getting much more into our schedule and our rhythm. I'm hoping the weather uh, is benign for us and uh, that we can get all the work done we need to get. All right, that's Coach Bill Kramer entering his 22nd season with the Naples High School Golden Eagles. Anything else you want to add, Coach? I just want to thank you, Adam. You've been doing this for a very long time. I know it's obvious you care about it and you work really hard at it, and it's uh, often thankless. Appreciate the Naples Daily News. You know, a lot around the country, a lot of people no, no longer made any commitment to high school sports, and I appreciate what the Naples Daily News does for us. Well, we appreciate that, and I promise I did not make him say that. So we'll talk to you next week, Bill. And thanks again to Coach Bill Kramer for speaking with us. When we come back, me and Mr. Regan are going to do predictions.
For the most in-depth analysis of high school football in Lee and Collier County each week, go to naplesnews.com and news-press.com. Follow us on Instagram at newspresssports and NDN Prep Zone. On Twitter, NPHS Sports and NDN underscore Prep Zone or download our apps. And welcome back to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. And this is our favorite segment, or my favorite segment, because I'm the returning champion. Adam, I want everybody to know Adam Fisher blew a six-game lead last year early in the season, and I ended up winning the pick contest by one. So I'm going to keep repeating that every single episode. Yeah, guys, I choked, man. I sprinted too hard too early, ran out of gas coming down that backstretch, and uh, Mr. Regan overtook me by a game, but I don't see it happening this year. So let's get into it. Week one, got to start off strong. First game, Fisher, Bishop Rowe at Baron Collier. I think it's the game of the week in Southwest Florida. Uh, maybe. I think uh, Riverdale Dunbar is. But Bishop Rowe, we like them. They're good, but they're 4A. Baron Collier, I like them. They're good. They're 6A, just bigger, more kids, more talent. I'll take the Cougars. Adam, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to go with Baron Collier. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think that Bishop Rowe defense is going to keep them in the ball game, and they're going to be able to score. But I like Baron Collier at the end of games. I think that this game comes down to the last possession. I think Baron Collier wins it. All right, let's move on. Riverdale at Dunbar, a game I'm going to defer to you since you are the Lee County expert because I know what I'm picking, but but which way are you leaning here? This is another one I just don't know, man. Uh, Dunbar started off very slow last year. And obviously Riverdale was very good. Both of these teams lost significant players. So you don't really know what to expect. And you know what would have helped? If they had played a preseason right. game. We have no idea. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go with Riverdale in this one, but I am not sure. You know what? I'm leaning towards Riverdale, but I like to be different just so we have uh, some variety here. I'm going to go with Dunbar and their talent. Next game, the Glory Days Bowl. South Fort Myers at Cypress Lake. Fisher, go ahead. Well, as we said, South maybe getting better under their new coach, but Cypress Lake is better, and they were, I think, 5-5 five and five last year. We like C.J. Shedd. I'm going to go with Cypress Lake at home. I'm going to go with Cypress Lake too, C.J. Shedd. I say that Kobe Moore has a big game in this one, and I'd say Cypress Lake, I think they're going to put up 28 points. Okay. Well, here's another one from Collier County, but they're actually going out of Collier County in Naples at Sarasota Riverview. Interesting. This is the first time they've left Southwest Florida for a regular season game in five years, just the third time in 10 years that they've done it. So they they stay close to home in Collier County mostly. The last time I think they left Collier County was two years ago, and it was just Lee County. So they're going to Sarasota Riverview, which is an 8A team that won a regional championship last year. I don't know how much a Riverview has coming back. They just lost a big transfer to Venice, actually. Okay. But I think... That doesn't mean that they don't still have a ton of talent. Right, and that's what I'm saying. They're always one of those teams that are in the mix in that biggest classification. So I like Naples this year, but I think I'm going to take Riverview, and this will be rare. I can't remember the last time Naples lost a season opener. Well, I was going to take Riverview, but I'm going to be different on this one. I'm going to go with Naples. I have faith. I haven't seen them play. I don't know a heck of a lot about them. I just know the name on the front of the jersey. I'm going to go with the Golden Eagles. Sounds good. we got another Lee County, Collier County matchup here. ECS at First Baptist. And ECS played last week, correct? Yeah, ECS went to Florida Christian That's and right. dominated. How did old RJ look? Uh, it looked very, very good. 
I believe it. So, and First Baptist, a team that's usually uh, one of the the best teams in that two A local two A region. Kind of young this year. Only three seniors on the roster. Whereas ECS, we know, even though they got some new kids, they're experienced. Uh, I think the Sentinels go down to Collier County and take care of business. Well, funny thing about this, uh, our buddy Josh Wilson at FloridaHighSchoolFootball.com has uh, Joe Pinkos do his computerized, basically creates point spreads for every single game in the state. Really? And he used this whole computer strength of schedule, you know, all this, you know, nerdy computer guy stuff. And usually he's pretty right on the money. Uh, you had First Baptist favored by 21 in this game. By 21? Yes. Did he not factor in the fact I that guess, ECS has new players? I guess the computer had no idea that basically a bunch of an all-star <laughs> team from Southwest Florida transferred to ECS. The computer doesn't read the uh, news press, does it? Absolutely not. I'm going to go with ECS in this one. Next game on the docket, Lehigh always plays a difficult, difficult schedule and they took it up like three notches this year. They're opening on the road at Miami Booker T. Washington, five-time state champion Booker T. Washington. However, Booker T. Washington hasn't had a winning season in two years, but that's because they play one of the toughest schedules yeah. in the nation. Who you got? Well, I think Booker T. is going to bring that Harlem heat, put it down on Lehigh. It's a long trip to go. We think Lehigh's pretty good, but, man, going, to, going over to Miami, no matter who you're playing, is tough. I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, that's a WCW reference. That is a uh, WCW reference. Uh, the great T. Harlem Heat, uh, Booker T and Stevie Ray. Uh, the Harlem Hangover was their finisher. I believe. <laughs> that's right. So I also am going to go with Booker T Washington, but I think Lehigh gets great experience out of this game, and they're going to bring that into the rest of the season. Let's just talk about their schedule for a second. I'm sorry, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but they have Charlotte, Naples, Miami, Columbus on wow. their schedule. I mean – this is a hard-hitting schedule. Yeah, they're they're in a smaller district this year, so that gave them more freedom to schedule games. But they still got to play, you know, Riverdale in their district. They got Gulf Coast. They got Northport. But there are some tough, tough teams on this their schedule. They're going to get a lot of points based on. I was going to say, even if you lose though, as part of the equation, one third of the equation is your opponent's records. So if these teams are really good, they're losing to, and that's going to going to boost them in the playoff standings. Next game we've got Collier County Showdown, Gulf Coast. Hosting Golden Gate. Again, we don't know the situation with Gulf Coast quarterback, their starting quarterback, but I think Golden Gate is just young. It's going to be a learning experience for them, especially early in the season. I like Gulf Coast at home. Is this the game where Connor Barrett starts his ascent? Oh, maybe. You know, <laughs> Gulf Coast has a history of using freshman quarterbacks a few years ago. It was Caden Frost, who, uh, who's at UCF or USF now. So who knows? We'll see. This, this could be Connor Barrett's moment. I'm going to go with Gulf Coast in this one. I think Golden Gate lost a lot of players to graduation. I think last year was their year to really get into the playoffs. They've never been to the playoffs, right? Who, Golden Gate? Yeah. They've been twice. Oh, they've been to the – It was about five years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while. Anyway, next game, Laley at Island Coast. I think this is a sneaky good game, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Laley has a ton of talent. Uh, I mean, athletes all over the place. Island Coast is my team to be the sleeper team. Really? Okay. In, in Lee County this year, and I think it starts here. I'm going to go with Island Coast. I'm going to say running back Keon Anderson has a big game. Jason Joseph, the quarterback at Island Coast, is very underrated. He's capable of having a big game on the ground and through the air. So I'm going to go with the Gators. Listen, I'm on record as saying I think Laley will be better this year. They didn't look good against Bishop Rowe, but I can't fault them for that. It was a Thursday night game that they didn't know they were playing until a few hours before, and plus a lightning delay. So I think Laley is going to be improved this year. It's going to be tough to win at Island Coast, but I do want to be different than Regan, so I am going to pick Laley. 
and I wouldn't be surprised if Laley win this game. Laley's the team I always cringe about picking because they're a team that can just rise up and beat anybody, I think, with all the athletes they have on the team. Cape Coral showdown. Ida Baker at Mariner. Ida Baker coming off a 1-9 and nine season. They got a new coach in Chuck Fawcett who won a Texas State championship. Pretty impressive. Uh, and he was and a former NFL uh, strength and training coach, right? Yes, a uh, former All-ACC player at Maryland as oh, well. Look at that. So shout out to Chuck Fawcett. They're playing Mariner team that went 5-5 five and five last year, but they lost their biggest offensive weapon in Rashawn Hunter. However, they still have 1,500-yard rusher Cade Reynolds. Cade Reynolds. I'm going to go with Mariner in this one. Yeah, pretty easy. You know, Baker will probably get better, but we both like Mariner. And last game we're going to pick, Cape Coral at North Fort Myers. North Fort Myers quarterback Parker Odell facing his former team, who he led to a 5-0 and start early last season, and then— An 0-5 finish. <laughs> Well, he got he got heart hurt right. towards the end of that, but I mean the wheels started coming off way before that, so I think that's interesting. I we talked a little bit at Southwest Florida or Lee County Media Days to Parker about this and a couple of Parker's former teammates. They still have love for him and everything like that, but uh, don't mistake that. I mean they're gonna want to put the screws to Parker. I've got North Fort Myers in this one. Uh, that yes. They lost Shamari Mason. Yes, they lost Clayton Savinsky, their 1,000-yard receiver. They got plenty of talent to back that up. They got Blaze Sparks on the offensive line, pretty talented. They lost to Port Charlotte last week, but I don't think I don't think they showed everything they had in that game. Yeah, it was preseason, and Port Charlotte's a decent program as well. I also like North Fort Myers. think they'll be one of the best uh, teams in Lee County this year, so I'll take the Raiders. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Inside Southwest Florida Football. I'm Adam Regan of the News Press. I'm Adam Fisher of the Naples Daily News. And as always, we're produced by Andrea Melendez. We appreciate her help making us sound so good. Don't forget to go to news-press.com and naplesnews.com on Friday nights for all your high school football score updates. Uh, We'll have a couple features coming this week. Uh, We've got you covered, basically, when it comes to high school football. Yep. Come on back. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download to get you ready for the coming week's games.